What's going on, everybody? This is Chris Starr again with Wildlife Command Center, and on this week's Nuisance Wildlife Wednesday, we're going to talk about everybody's favorite little trash panda, the raccoon. So by now, everybody knows what raccoons are. You know, those they're cute little masked bandits that come in the night and tip over your trash, and, you know, everybody knows they have crazy little fingers and hands and they wash their food and all of that so i'm going to go into some detail about how they sometimes cause nuisances in suburban areas and some of the ways that we deal with them and how to keep them out of causing a nuisance and maybe a few stories of how i've dealt with them so a crazy fact to kind of start this off is they can have up to 26 times the density in certain areas like suburban and urban areas that they normally have had in the wild. That's just crazy to me, 26 times as dense as their natural range. That's mostly because of food and water and shelter availability. Literally, they're one of the most perfect animals besides like rats and roaches and stuff like that to adapt to a human false environment, so to speak. We give them places to live, you know, super protected trees as well as houses. We give them water sources, whether that's, you know, drainage ditches or sewers or pools, water features like bird fountains and stuff like that. And things for them to eat, our trash, our gardens, sometimes even like fish out of our koi ponds, all kinds of crazy stuff like that. So because of that and access to people's attics, crawl spaces, sheds, and lower predation like there's a lower amount of coyotes mountain lions wolves bears things that would predate upon them they've just exploded in population density in these areas they usually breed in the spring and most females have on average from what i've seen about four offspring now they can have like as low as two and as many as like five or six but most of the time when I've dealt with these animals, getting them out of people's attics or chimneys, things of that nature, they've had four offspring. Males do not assist in the raising of these offspring. They breed with the females and then they kind of go about their way. And, you know, everybody's seen those crazy documentaries where lions come in and will kill like the offspring of previous males. Raccoons will do the same thing to get females back into heat. Craziest of nature's metal. Pretty dang metal. So some of the reasons why they could be attracted to your house in particular, let's say, you have trees that touch like your roof line of your house and there was an easy to access or already open access into your attic, let's say. That's where we mostly see raccoons or the crawl space events around the base of your house. If you have like a pier and beam or any kind of house with a crawl space, if those vents are weak, like the covers are really, really old or they're just open themselves, they can you know, crawl through that or bust through those old vents and get into that crawl space and then have their offspring. So some of the things that we recommend people do is to make sure, and this helps with all wildlife, that you keep trees off of your roof line, you know, keep them cut back at least three feet. We like a lot more. Raccoons aren't really, they're not great jumpers, but squirrels are great jumpers. So we recommend three feet more if you can but in all honesty like any given house the raccoons will find a way to crawl up onto it if they want to they can you know shimmy up the gutters like the downspouts or in all honesty they can most of the time they'll just grab a corner and because their hands are so strong and dexterous and they have these sharp claws they can just apply pressure to two sides of that corner and just go straight up the side of the house it's wild i mean i know you guys have seen videos of raccoons doing crazy things 
Other reasons why they're attracted to people's property is like a, a large garden. I'm definitely not discouraging you to keep a large garden by all means, but make sure that you keep your fruit or vegetables harvested. If you have a lot of fruit trees, they love getting fruit off the ground. And I mean, they'll even climb the trees to pull those off. So keeping the ground clean of fallen fruit that will help skunks love that as well so keeping and rats i mean everything bugs ugh, nastiness they'll all come in and, and scavenge on that stuff so keeping that cleaned up making sure that your garbage is tidy basically always taken out not just set out like don't i would highly discourage just setting a trash bag outside like i'll take it to the cans in the morning dude they will come in and they'll just destroy that <laughs> and get your garbage everywhere so Put them in the cans and if you can have like have sturdier cans or put a weight on top if you already know that there's a lot of raccoons in your area as far as water sources are concerned that's a little more difficult to cut back on you know if you have a pool can't control that if you have like a fish pond first off you know if you're thinking about installing a fish pond i would highly recommend you know if you're going to do like koi or something like that making it like at its deepest over a foot and a half deep preferably over two because they will get in and try and get to those fish so you want big fish like koi make it pretty decent size like five feet by two feet deep or give the fish something to hide underneath the best thing is just make it deep raccoons won't like totally submerge themselves to get at fish or anything like that they'll just reach in as deep as they can but they don't want to dive their head in necessarily i suppose one more thing i will recommend is not leaving small dogs outside at night you have to be more worried about like coyotes and bobcats and you know in rural areas mountain lions for those small dogs but raccoons are very opportunistic and if there's a small little dog who can't defend itself they will take advantage of that and you know they they often get into people's chicken houses and, and steal eggs as well as like you know trying to murk those chickens so making sure your chickens are locked up at night or if you know if they're just like straight up free range give them plenty of trees to roost in as chickens are better at getting away from them in trees if they have the opportunity than raccoons are at climbing them to get to them you know they'll move around and get away themselves mostly in coops lock them up make sure the raccoon proof make sure that there's a base like a wire underneath that's decently strong you mostly have to deal with skunks digging underneath coops like that but like i said when given the opportunity raccoons will take advantage of, of anything that they can so some of the ways that we get them out of people's houses once like they call us and they're certain that they're inside it's usually a female with juveniles. You know, this is mostly springtime and summertime activity. So they hear a bunch of sounds in the attic. They give us a call. Hey, so you don't hear something? It's like a little, little whiny sounds or something like that. So we'll go up there. We'll do the inspection. We'll figure out that it is raccoons. One of the telltale signs is a pretty decent sized entry point that we'll find maybe in a roof to soffit junction or a busted out gable vent. You know, anywhere they can get in like a five inch diameter hole but they like it to be easier so they usually bust that hole open a little larger another one of the big things that we see in those attics is a bunch of destroyed insulation because they run around on it and trample it and they that basically renders the insulation useless as well as latrines up in the attic which is pretty disgusting aka big piles of poo poo not good not healthy at all. Look into raccoon roundworm. That stuff is nasty and it can jack you up. It can kill you. Not very good. And so in those instances, we offer like cleaning up of the attic after we're certain that we've gotten those animals out. 
attic remediation, basically removing the latrines, spot cleaning everything, possibly sealing in the areas that the raccoons were defecating on because it's almost impossible to kill raccoon roundworm except for basically lighting whatever that that could have been on fire like you can't bleach it they don't die in the sun you have to torch those areas and you can't do that inside a house you can seal those eggs like lock them up like the avatar was in ice for 100 years there's products that you can like seal those areas in to like crystallizes it basically you know like a paint sealer it's a product that's similar to that so one of the easiest ways to get those females out once we're sure, you know, we've verified that it's female and offspring, if, you know, they've heard the little mewing sounds that the kits do, one of the ways is with what's called eviction fluid, raccoon eviction fluid. And what that is composed of is male raccoon, like urine and hormone. And what that replicates is there's a male who busted in my house. What he's going to do is try to kill my babies and, you know, breed me again. But the main thing is, raccoon mothers are very very tough and defensive of their offspring i've literally been chased out of an attic like backwards down the ladder from a mother when i was <laughs> going up to pull their babies out she like freaking chased me out of this attic so they are not to be trifled with definitely call a professional mainly call wildlife command center so what we'd like to do is the easiest hands-free way where you don't mess with the babies and they go on their merry way and they find another place to live is to put that eviction fluid up in the attic away from their main entry point so that like on some cotton balls so the eviction fluid will evaporate and stink up the attic so to speak to the mother and then that night you know 80 percent of the time it works every time so that night she will usually carry all those babies out one by one and they almost always have these secondary locations and so most of the time they move out that night we can come back you know verify that they're gone whether like with a camera like a game camera on the entry point or if we have the ability to fully inspect the entire attic space and like make sure that they're not hidden in somewhere like on the other side then we will just close up the hole kick them out and everybody's good to go well that also works with like chimneys if they're nesting in the base of the chimney like right above the flue like right above the fireplace that works really well there and crawl spaces as well if it's one of those 20 percent times where this is just not working or if it's easy to access and we can spook the mother out we'll just go up there remove the babies ourselves take them to like a rehabber and then like chase the mother out of the attic and then close up the hole and she'll go on her merry way it's a little unfortunate you know she doesn't have her babies but the babies will live we take them to a rehabber and they're grown up by them and then release into the wild and then the mother will literally get bred again that year and have more babies so that all works out i guess maybe that's why they're 26 times more dense who knows if it's a male or if it's a bachelor group of males or say it's you know early spring the females hasn't given birth yet and it's just a solitary raccoon one of the best ways to get rid of them is for us to do what's called a positive control set what that entails is putting one of our traps right on the entry point. And so when that raccoon wants to go out that evening to go eat and drink and do raccoon things, they have to go onto our trap to get out. Then we come back the next day, we got a raccoon in the trap, we pull them. Besides weird instances in the fall where like brothers are living together, most of the time raccoons are pretty solitary. So we can just remove that raccoon, seal up the entry point, do any cleanup that we need to do up in the attic space 
and the homeowners are good to go and they're freaking stoked man because these things literally sounds like there's a person up in your attic at night thump a thump thump having like a dance off with by themselves depending on what state that we're in most of the time are able to relocate those animals and our usual minimum distance is 22 miles away and over a decent sized body of water you know they're super aquatic they love to interact with water and they feed on the water's edge but they're not super stoked on crossing like a giant river basically that's our main concern will they try and get back and we don't want them to come back at all so 22 miles across a body of water that's our minimum like stipulation to where we relocate those animals if we can so if you've seen a raccoon busting in your trash or he's tearing up your yard or you hear a dance troupe up in your attic making these crazy sounds give wildlife command center a call and we'll come out do an inspection figure out what's going on up there and if it is a raccoon implement these methods that i just talked about and if it's something else we'll figure that out as well so this was chris star with wildlife command center on this nuisance wildlife wednesday giving you your dose of raccoonery again if you have any questions call wildlife command center this has been chris star signing off you guys have a great one god bless hey guys thanks for listening to this podcast this is michael baran aka bare hands baran make sure you go now to discovery plus download our reality tv show bare hands rescue where we are out there every day rescuing people from wild animals it is entertaining it is engaging and it is informative Download it today and listen for our next podcast.